0: welcome to Foul Puck, a podcast about sportsball for the rest of us. Unlike other sportsball podcasts, we talk about sports without assuming you out there in listener land know everything there is to know about playing games and pitch clocks. Today is April 15th, and I am Rachel, your baseball guru. And today I am joined only by... I'm Nancy,
1: I'm your basketball enthusiast, and we are missing our friend Rebecca, but she is in the process of moving cross-country, so she gets yes. a pass. <laughs> we
0: can, I was going to say... She's not missing. We know where she is, but actually we don't because I think she's in transit right now. So
1: yeah, that might be
0: true. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think I can probably narrow
1: it down to between Maryland and Arizona. She's somewhere. Somewhere in there. In there. Yeah. (laughs) A nice small area. Uh, But yes, she, uh, she wanted a a break and understandably so. So we are here and
0: we wouldn't. We decided to go ahead and record because we've got some very big uh, stuff coming up here. Nancy, would you like to tell us? I would. About the exciting sports news? Very much like to tell you about how excited I
1: am for the NBA playoffs, which have technically begun because we did the play-in games, which you may remember uh, from the last, I think we started it two years ago now. Used to be it was just the top 8 teams at the end of the regular season were in the playoffs at the end. Yeah. But like I, I genuinely don't remember if it was 2 or 3 years ago. It was a pandemic development. Um <laughs> yeah. They started doing these play-in rounds where the bottom it would be teams 1 through 10 and the bottom 4 played each other for spots 7 and 8. Yeah, um, very
0: similar to the wild card system in baseball. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I love it. I think it's great. Um, And it seems to be pretty well received by the basketball community generally. Um, And it's been a lot of fun. And this year, in fact, uh, both the Eastern and Western conferences, 10 seeds upset the nine seeds. Mm. Uh, So it's definitely doing something, you know, like it's it really isn't a guarantee that the seventh and eighth spots will just go to seven and eight. Uh,
0: right so and it's just one playing game two well two okay yeah yeah uh so
1: how it works is seven and eight play each other and nine and ten play each other and then the winners of those two games is that right no no seven and eight play each other nine and ten play each other whoever wins the seven eight game just gets the seventh spot Gotcha. And then the loser of the 7-8 game goes on to play the winner of the 9-10 game. Gotcha. And whoever wins that gets the eighth spot. So if you're in the top pair, you get, like, two chances to save yourself, basically. If mm-hmm. you're in the bottom pair, you have to win twice to get in. Gotcha. Uh, which is an interesting sort of dynamic there. Yeah. Um, So that's been fun. Um, And one of the things that was going on in the Western Conference that was so interesting was that it was incredibly tight. I can't remember if I talked about this last pod or not, but for a number of weeks in the Western Conference, the difference between like the number three seed and the number 10 seed was like a game. And so we had all of these teams that had like the same number of wins and the only difference was, like, a loss. And so things were moving
0: all the way to the very, very end. Um, yeah, I read an article with, like, two games left in the regular season <laughs> where, you know, they had all these mathematical scenarios yeah. of, like, what had to happen. Because there were, like, four teams tied. Yes. I want to say, like, yeah. five, six, seven, and eight were all yep.
1: mm-hmm, Yeah. had the
0: same record. Yeah, and, and right up until, I want to say, like, the
1: last week, the only team... That had clinched their actual position in the West uh, was the number one seed. Two and three were definitely going to be in it, but it was unclear which, you know, which team was going to be two and which was going to be three, and then from four on down it was like anybody's game. Um, So, uh, sorry, we have a mysterious cat smell. That's never good. No, it's not a good one. No, uh, I, I'm requesting that my lovely, wonderful partner uh, come and make sure that the smell is not attached to the cat. It's my main concern. Uh, <laughs> so the warriors were in that bracket um, of, you know, we don't know where they're going to end up. We don't know what's going to happen. Um And the best position, it was kind of determined, the best position for them to end up in was going to be the sixth seed, um, because that was going to put them in the sort of like easier side of the bracket to play, and also might get them a better matchup, you know, when playing the top half of the bracket. Um, So... They did it. They got the succeed, which they couldn't like it wasn't even really up to them. It was a matter of how all of these other games fell out.
0: Yeah. And the the tiebreakers. And the tiebreakers. They were tied exactly. with like the Clippers and I think at yep. least one other team. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's I mean, the end of season like five was turned out to be the Clippers who have forty-four wins and thirty-eight losses. And sixth is the Warriors, who have 44 wins and 38 losses. So, like, yeah, the, the tiebreaker is the only reason uh, that the Warriors ended up in sixth, but it's actually the best possible spot for them to be in terms of going nice. forward. Yeah. So the f- one of the fun things about these playoffs is that um, all four California teams are in the playoffs. So oh, we, wow. Yeah, we've got the Clippers and the Warriors and the Kings and the Warriors, all four of them. Um Are going to be playing.
0: I don't think you said the Lakers. I think you said Warriors twice. Did I? Well, yes. Which I I I understand. (laughs) So I almost didn't stop you because it it could very well have been intentional.
1: Uh, uh, It was not, but it certainly tells you my thoughts on the whole process. Uh, Yeah, Lakers. Lakers are seven. Warriors are six. Clippers are five, and the Kings are three. Which honestly, like, it's a really good story um, about the Kings. Because they're a new team, they haven't been the new team in sense of being young, not new. Right? Yeah, yeah. Forever. Um, They have been not great for a number of years, but they recently got some good young players, and then this year they've really like they were kind of starting to take off in the last like two years, but like this year they've really coalesced and they're yeah. Because
0: I would look at the standings Mm -hmm. a few times during the season. I'm like, oh, I'm always surprised that the kids are good. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's
1: entirely valid. Um, But the other thing that they have. Is Mike Brown, who was the assistant coach to the Warriors for years? And years. Oh, that's right. I remember you talked about that. Yeah, about and that. Who even led the Warriors through the playoffs a couple times when Steve Kerr's back was like completely fucked. So, there's an interesting thing there of having him on that, you know, coaching that team because a he's clearly done some good things over there, but also b he knows the Warriors really,
0: really well.
1: <laughs> oh, and the first round matchup is Kings Warriors. <laughs> so, yep. So I genuinely find that really interesting that like they are playing a team whose coach worked with the Warriors for I, I mean, it was a number of years, five, six years. I don't I'm not sure how long he was here. Um but it's still an advantage to the Warriors. The Warriors are ex- experienced, which is a super advantage going into the playoffs, and the Kings are not, other than Mike Brown. Yeah,
0: I will say one thing about the Warriors that I do appreciate, because I follow teams that, that do the opposite, mm-hmm. that, you know, even if they struggle a bit in the uh, regular season, they tend to do very, mm-hmm. very well in the postseason yep. and under pressure, Yep. which is yep. unfamiliar as uh <laughs> Uh-huh. taking into account the teams I usually follow. But no. yes, it's nice to see.
1: It's true. It's it's almost frustrating sometimes, though, because you're like, come on, guys, you have to actually make the playoffs in <laughs> order to win the playoffs, you know? Like, you, yep. you got to get there first. Um, but yeah, so, so Warriors-Kings... Uh, Feel a little bad for the Kings fans because the ticket prices, of course, skyrocketed for their playoff games. They have the home court advantage. First games in Sacramento tonight, 5 p.m. And of course, all the Warriors fans are going to drive over from the Bay and descend upon Sacramento. So (laughs) I'm sorry, Kings fans, that probably sucks for you. (laughs) My apologies. Uh, Not going to say I didn't think about it, but then I looked at the ticket prices and was like, "Mm, never mind.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the same thing happened to Warriors yeah, starting yeah. in like 2014 yeah, or no, 2015, it's... whenever their first championship yep. was. Yeah, yep, it's true. Uh, so it's
1: but it's a good matchup for the Warriors. Uh, the Kings are young; they run around a lot. So, so the one real downside there, I think, is just y- you're gonna want to make sure that the the Warriors kind of wrap it up fairly quickly so they can get that time off between series. Um, mm-hmm. but I. Unless the Warriors really just lay an egg, which they have done before. <laughs> I, I won't rule it out, but they're usually pretty good in the playoffs. They usually get it together for the playoffs and show up and do what needs to be done. So I, I'm, i you know, I would do like 80-20. I don't know what the In favor of the odds, Warriors? But yeah, I think it's... I, It could happen in four games. I don't think it will. I'd suspect more like five games. I'll be a little disappointed if it goes to six. Um,
0: (laughs) So these are, they're all, remind me, they're all seven game series, They're all seven game series.
1: Best four out of seven. So a four is a sweep. Five is the gentleman's sweep. (laughs) Six means somebody's not taking care of business and seven's a real problem. Um, (laughs) This, I I think this should be a gentleman's sweep. The, The Kings will win something or the Warriors will lay an egg or both. Um, that's fine. That's fine. Um, but I think the Warriors need to wrap it up and then get that time off before the next series. Um, but it's a real advantage for them, also, in that they're just going to like ride the bus over and then go home afterward. You know, like they don't have to get on yeah. a plane. They don't have to. No like, crossing time no zones, crossing which time is great. Zones. They're not going to like Denver and dealing with the altitude right off the bat. Like, so that's. That's a nice thing for them. Um, So that'll be good. I think that'll be good. And the other matchups are going to be super interesting too. Like the NBA Western Conference playoffs are just going to be really good, I think. Um, So who do we have? We have Nuggets, Timberwolves. The Nuggets should just win that. The Nuggets have been playing super, super well. Um, And, yeah, they should just beat the Timberwolves. But maybe the Timberwolves can make them work for it.
0: I'd be a fan of that. Oh, didn't the Timberwolves and somebody else played a game, like their last game, Somebody, a bunch of people are saying nobody deserved to win. I missed like, that one. The last game, uh, yeah, I forget the other one, but it was just, you yeah. know, where they were both making so many mistakes that <laughs> everybody was like, I don't like this. Sounds plausible, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure could be. Uh, The Lakers and the Grizzlies, which should be an interesting matchup. You would think the Lakers will just win that because they've got LeBron and they've got Anthony Davis. But after LeBron and Anthony Davis, there's a huge drop-off in terms of who they have. And the Grizzlies are kind of the opposite. They've got John Morant, who's good, and they've got a few solid bench players. But what they really have are sort of a young, consistent core. -hmm. So that one, I don't know. I think the Lakers will do it, but it might take them a minute to do it. Um, then Warriors, Kings, and then Clippers, Suns, which is super interesting because the Suns, uh, were the champions two years ago. Mm -hmm. And they've picked up Kevin Durant, um, who you may remember. (laughs) I do. <laughs> Former warrior. Back in the Western Conference. He's been back East for a couple of years now. Um, and, you know, he's Kevin Durant. He's fucking amazing. So, like, you know, that's kind of great. And they've also got a few other guys, including Chris Paul, who is always good. I do like Chris Paul.
0: Um, yes, I remember him. Yep, he was at Wake Forest right. some of the
1: same time I was. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Good guy. And he's almost our age. He is. Which I think he is. Our, I think he's like one year younger than us. So, like, yeah, he's an old man, but he's smart. Uh, and he's a very smart player um and then the clippers have Kawhi leonard who he's one of those guys where i'm always like everybody keeps saying he plays amazing i have never seen it but they're saying he's playing amazing again so like (laughs) people are are talking about the durant versus Kawhi matchup and of course you know for for my money uh I just want to see all the other series go to seven games and everybody else wear each other out while the Warriors (laughs) get, like, five days off, you know.
0: I don't know. I mean, sometimes it kind of builds momentum. Like, if you keep playing versus somebody who's had a bunch of days off and they're cold, I don't know. No, no, you're absolutely right. But I think in this case, because
1: the Warriors vets are old men at this point. Um, I think the rest is going to be more important (laughs) because they they know how to play playoff games. The momentum I think is more useful when you're, when you're experiencing that for the first or second time, the Warriors know how to go in and turn it on. Sometimes they don't do that, but they do know how to, (laughs) um, so that should be, so I think it's going to be, I think the Western conference is going to be super fun to watch. I'm just going to be watching so much basketball for like the next month, um, because, Do you have any
0: thoughts on the Eastern Conference?
1: Uh, it's going to be less interesting because they're it's less competitive, frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bucs are at the top again. The Celtics are right behind them. Um, 76 after that, so the Bucs had 58 wins. Celtics had 57. Uh, 76ers then are down at 54. Cavs are at 51. And then it drops into the 40s. So like they're all fairly spread out. Um. I, I'm i most interested in what the Cavs do, because mm-hmm. after having been rivals, after having LeBron and having been rivals with the Warriors for a number of years, LeBron left and they kind of like tanked the team. Um, yeah. And they were just like bottom of the bottom for a couple of years. And now they've suddenly come back.
0: And Yeah, amazing how when somebody is rebuilding, they actually come back stronger. I know, stronger. <laughs> it's true. Funny how that works sometimes. Uh, not always, but
1: but sometimes. Nope. S- nope. Not always. <laughs> so I'm interested to see what the Cavs do, honestly. Uh the Bucs, I mean, Jonas is amazing. Jonas often to Kumpo. Like he's amazing to watch. I don't like the Celtics. I'm I would be happy for them to go out quickly. Um, but yeah, like if I'm if I'm rooting for anybody in the East, it's probably the Celtics. But I'm I'm low key interested to see. Yo, you are rooting for the Celtics? If no, no, sorry, not the Celtics. The Bucks. The Bucks. I was okay. looking at the wrong green team as I was. Gotcha, talking, gotcha. Um, you know, because I'm looking at the standings here.
0: If I'm rooting for anybody, no, A's in and the Astros start with the same letter, yeah, exactly. so that throws me off. <laughs> yeah, it's very hard.
1: Uh, if I'm rooting for anybody in the East, it's the Bucks. I'm interested to see what the Cavs do. I don't give a shit about any of the rest of them. So, gotcha. That's that's where we are. The Miami Heat are in eight. the record in case you uh, need to follow them at all. So that's the NBA first first game uh, for the Warriors tonight. Uh, It's on the road. It's in Sacramento. I I hope they just take it um, selfishly because I don't want to have to deal with everybody talking about how the Warriors are too old and washed up uh, if they lose (laughs) the first game. But that's just me. I will be super interested to see if the Warriors can pull off another repeat win, because that would be two pairs of back-to-back championships for Steph and Clay and Draymond, and that would be unprecedented. That's really be pretty impressive. It would be pretty impressive. I I think that they can. I don't know if they will. You know, it's yeah. one of those where it's like I, I believe it's possible. I don't know if they're going to do it or not. But yeah, I, I think they will at least get to the conference finals. I think, I think. So we'll see, we'll see.
0: All right, go Ducks. Look forward to
1: seeing what's <laughs> happening. But you've been watching baseball.
0: I have. Yes. So yes.
1: Tell me about the World Classic. I don't know what this is.
0: So uh, yeah, I got to watch baseball starting a little earlier than usual because the regular season started last day of March. But before that, we had the World Baseball Classic, uh, which is an international baseball tournament um, that is kind of trying to, you know, rival the the World Cup and Mm -hmm. uh, various other things, um, held occasionally. Um, The idea, I think, was every, well, first it was every three years, Mm because the first one, I think, was like 2006? so it hasn't been going on that long Okay. but I think that they did it in 2009 and they're like no wait actually we need four years um, <laughs> so they did it in 2013 and 2017 and I watched some of the 2017 one mm-hmm. um, and they were supposed to do it again in 2021 right? but then there was a pandemic Indeed. and you know you had all these international teams mm-hmm. um, so that didn't happen so it got pushed back to this year
1: mm-hmm.
0: So it is uh, 16 teams compete in the actual tournament from all around the world. Um, and you have, uh, obviously, uh, U.S., Japan, you know, countries where where baseball is bigger, mm-hmm. uh, Korea, uh, and then a bunch of Latin American countries. But you also have the occasional, like, Netherlands. Oh, fun. Um, and they pulled off, a, like, a crazy upset, uh, I think, the last tournament in 2017 or an older—maybe it was 2013— um, you know, people you wouldn't necessarily associate with baseball. Yeah, I don't think of Europe with baseball. playing
1: baseball at all, ever. That's really yeah.
0: interesting. And there are a few. Israel, Italy, uh, Great Britain. <laughs> wow. I should have watched the Great British baseball team just to see what that looks like. I can't even like, imagine. That's I know, so they funny. have cricket, but for some reason I can't think, you know. I mean, it's a totally different sport, so I just can't imagine Brits playing baseball. No, no. Seems wrong. Yep. Uh, they didn't do real well. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: so you were saying so, is that they don't actually play baseball. Yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> so at least for the last two tournaments, they the top t- 16 teams played the first few rounds in three locations in uh, U.S., in Japan, and maybe? taiwan which is chinese taipei Mm because i guess they're playing olympics rules Mm -hmm. and it's also olympics rules i think in terms of like you know if one grandparent was born in the country you can play for the country oh that's nice yeah so you have lots of mlb players Mm -hmm. across all kinds of teams um, representing various nations so yeah i didn't watch a whole lot of it i kind of wish i'd watched more um, but I didn't start getting into it until the last rounds. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw the uh, Venezuela versus U.S. Uh, either quarter or semi final. Game, but I think quarter, and it was genuine, genuinely an exciting game because oh. the lead went back and forth. There nice. was a lot of scoring, a lot of just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and the U.S. venue they did this in 2017 too, which is kind of how I knew a- more about this uh, was Miami. Oh, okay. So yeah. So all the U.S. games, I believe, were played in the Miami Stadium, Mm -hmm. which is cool also because a lot of the Caribbean countries, it's a shorter flight. So you see a lot of representation from the home countries and, you know, obviously immigrants from those countries living in Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, So the arena would get just as loud, if not louder, for Venezuela as it did for uh, U.S. That's awesome. So the U.S. won that game. um, And then I believe they they beat Cuba pretty handily in the uh, semis. And that was not... uh, as uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: as exciting a game. Wait, I, I may be getting the games out of order. Anyway, so the final came down to uh U.S. versus Japan, mm-hmm. and everybody's trying to make it into okay. It is Mike Trout, who of course is on the USA team, versus Shohei Otani on mm-hmm. the Japanese oh, right. team. right, yes, of and course, that's all yes. anybody wants to talk about. Right, Shohei versus Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. Um, which I kind of rolled my eyes at for a little while, but. What I then realized it took me, you know, the reason, part of the reason it's such a big deal. So, Mike Trout's been on the Angels forever. Yeah, Shohei's been on the Angels since he got to the MLB mm-hmm. for the past, I don't know, like five years now. The Angels cannot get either one of them into the postseason. <laughs> In all that time, I believe Mike uh-huh. Trout... Played three postseason games in like 2014, <laughs> where the Angels, I think, lost all three of them. Oh, so that has been am part am. of MLB's national shame: is that you've got two of the most exciting players in the game, who people are excited about, and they they <laughs> cannot get them to the postseason. So I think oh. MLB, like, and the you know national advertisers went hard on this because mm-hmm. it's like yes, a championship <laughs> <Finally>. <laughs> game with these two guys finally, and one of those moments where you're like. Okay, logically they could not have planned it this way. Uh huh. But, but if also... they were gonna plan it this way, <laughs> because it came down to bottom of the night. Oh man. Two outs. Uh-huh. Shohei Ohtani pitching to Mike Trout. Oh wow. Okay. Yep. And he struck him out to end the game. Nice. So Japan did win. Good job, Japan. Um, well yep. done. They they played well. Uh, they are great baseball and softball players. Um, and you know, I think one exciting thing about this too is. If baseball does not kind of uh, improve its cultural cachet mm. in the United States, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the future of baseball is probably international, yeah, totally that makes sense because it's on the rise, you know from what I've seen, especially in Asian countries, but in a lot of other countries too, right so Huge you know it could Latin be
1: america still right ap- yeah absolutely yeah, so
0: um, so it could well be that you know soon enough m l b is uh Mostly players from other countries. That's so
1: interesting, especially because it is so much the, like, quote-unquote quintessential, like, American sport or whatever. I kind of love that. Like, fuck that. Make it international. Let's go.
0: Yeah. And I wonder if we're going to see the rise of other leagues. Like, I I wondered Mm -hmm. if it was going to happen more when, you know, we had Korean and Japanese baseball but no American baseball Mm -hmm. there for a while. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't seem to have taken hold as much. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like, there's still not much of a way for me to see Japanese baseball games if I wanted to. But, and hopefully this will kind of, well, I mean, I don't know. It's been, seems to have been like this for the past few years, but address this notion that broadcasters and journalists seem to have that Japanese players in particular, because it, it has, uh, I think probably the most organized, Mm. uh, professional baseball system outside the U S this notion that Japanese players can't hang in the American big leagues, which people are proving wrong all the time uh-huh. but be- like because the seasons are shorter and the p- some of the players are physically smaller they're like oh yeah it's just known you know that the the japanese players can't they don't even fucking watch very much baseball and i could tell you the japanese players have been doing just fine <laughs> yep yep um so hopefully that's changing because mm-hmm. um the racism of it often yeah. goes unacknowledged yeah. uh, which is unfortunate that is unfortunate. Um, but yeah, so the World Baseball Classic was pretty exciting. And I'm not sure if we're going to get another one in two years, in four years, mm-hmm. three mm-hmm. years, five At years. At some point. In probably, some not number of year. years, probably not next year. Probably not next year. In some number of years from now, we will have another World Baseball Classic. Okay. And hopefully it will be as fun as this one was. Nice. That's awesome. Well, that sounds really good. All right, so you, I believe, have some information about the uh, National Women's Soccer League. I do, I do. So their season just kicked off, um,
1: and both my teams are doing super good. Uh, so, remind me who you've been following. Yeah, so I follow the Portland Thorns, and mm-hmm. uh, my new team is the San Diego Wave because they have such oh, that's right, a great logo. Uh, I'm into it.
0: Have the uh, the Los Angeles team, have they started yet? Yep. Or is mm-hmm. that? Yeah, okay.
1: Angel City. Angel City. So yeah. Angel City. That's right. Yeah. So we've got uh, Angel City and the San Diego Wave. I just, I, it's such a, San Diego Wave. It's such a good name too. Like it just, it makes me happy. It is. Happy. Yeah. I like and San Diego. And it fits Diego. San Diego very well. Yeah, exactly. Like I've, I've always been fond of San Diego. It's a great little city. Like if I were going to move somewhere else in California, I'd think about San Diego, you know, like. I dig it. So I'm happy to support the San Diego Wave. Um, I caught a couple games last weekend. Um, The Portland Thorns are typically a very strong team. They've won the championship a few times. Uh, I don't remember if they won it last year or if it was the year before. But, like, they're good. They're good. They're always good. Uh, And they picked up a couple extra good players in the offseason. So, like, go team. Uh, San Diego Wave also came out real strong last year. just hit the ground absolutely running and they seem to be doing that again this year so great watched uh the portland thorns absolutely massacre the kansas city current four to one uh and somebody got a hat trick
0: which kansas city current that's a good name it is not for kansas city what in kansas city has a current there's rivers yo rivers don't have currents yes they do they do oh yeah dude (laughs) what rivers have you been on Oh, I guess I think of currents as, like, obviously they flow. I don't know. I'm thinking of it wrong.
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Yeah. I think of currents as something that, like, goes against the main flow of a... Th- oh, I don't know.
1: No, 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 no. No, It's the force that pulls you. So, like, yeah. It's, I mean, you okay. do get
0: That is a, side a lack currents. in my geographical... Yeah,
1: you clearly did not grow knowledge. up around large rivers. It's okay.
0: We'll give it to you. Yes. I didn't. That's true.
1: Yeah. Large bodies of water, but not rivers. But not rivers. Yeah. Rivers have uh, a current. uh, I mean, you can definitely get some like real strong ones and you get little side currents and little eddies. Um, And there was a when I was a kid, we went whitewater canoeing uh, on what I think was actually called the current river, in fact. Um, (laughs) And it had quite a strong current. Uh, But yeah, so the Kansas City current. Uh, you'd like them. They're turquoise. Uh, <laughs> and so, so yeah, they got, uh, they got slaughtered. But one of the things that's super cool about the Kansas City Current while we're talking about them is that they are getting a, I always get my terms mixed up here, stadium. I think it's a stadium. Uh, it's like stadium versus arena versus like, you know, I, I can never count. Oh, okay. Keep them
0: straight. I, I yeah, I just I just tend to use them all interchangeably, but yeah. I'm sure there is there are differences. Difference. I know there okay. are technically
1: differences. I cannot remember what they are. In any case, Rebecca would probably know. Kansas City is getting built for them, the first custom built we're gonna go with stadium, where they will play and it's built for them.
0: All for the women's for, for women's the team, right? women's team
1: yeah i guess all of the other in wsl teams either share with the local men's team or use a field that was formerly built for some other purpose um, mm-hmm. which you know i not surprising considering but they did a whole little a whole little bit on, on it during, I think, halftime of the game that I was watching and, like, went out to the construction site and, like, talked to the owners who were there on site and were talking about, you know, like, they're really investing. They want, you know, they want to make it, like, a whole little shopping area and, like, restaurants. And they're, like, it's going to provide X number of jobs for the local community. And, like, right now the construction is providing all this work. And, like, it seemed really great. And I think it's cool. super cool that they are you know, really making that kind of investment in their team. And it makes sense. I mean, the Kansas City Current are like the only team in that, you know, like that chunk of things. You've got Louisville and you've got Chicago to the east and then you've got Houston to the south. But there's not really, I mean, those are all fairly far away. Yeah. So, and then you don't get anything else until you get to the coast because the Kansas City current used to be in Salt Lake, but now Salt Lake doesn't have a team anymore. Mm -hmm. So, so that's super cool. I was, you know, I was happy to hear about that. Um, But yeah, Portland Thorns killing it. Uh, San Diego Wave seem to also be killing it. There are more games Today, I will be watching the Rain play the San Diego Wave. After I finish watching the Warriors play the Kings, (laughs) I've got some ironing lined up. I'm going to set up in front of the TV. (laughs) It'll be a good time.
0: All your clothes are going to be pressed really well this month. It's true. (laughs) Um, So that's
1: that's one part of the NWSL, um, which is exciting. It's good to see them uh, back. It's good to watch the games. Uh, And they are continuing, I believe, to plan for expansion. I haven't gone and looked this up recently but last I heard which was like last fall sometime they were potentially expecting to add another team in 2024 so we'll see hmm. about that I I'm out of date on that I haven't checked up on it but but I still have my fingers crossed for a Bay Area team at some point it's just ridiculous that we don't have I mean it does seem weird that we don't have a pro women's team I here. No, yeah. it's absurd um but the other thing going on with the NWSL well with women's soccer is that this year is a women's world cup year um it's in july i believe uh probably while we're at comic-con so we may have to do some multitasking um
0: (laughs) do they stagger it with a men's world cup like it's offset a couple years yeah okay yeah um
1: one year i think i think it happens the year after the men's world cup so they're doing, they're currently doing friendlies where they play, you know, the U.S. national team plays, other countries' national teams. And this is one where I have not gotten into it enough to understand quite what the results of those games are. Because I looked up the the Women's World Cup and they've already got the initial matches set. So, like, it can't just be seeding. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't, it may just be sort of like a a chance to give your national team some time to play together against another national team, you know, so they're not just playing against each other. That may be the full purpose of it. I don't know. Um, But I did watch two of the U.S. games against Ireland, uh, which was fun. Um, U.S. did did pretty well. There were some things that they could tighten up. Um, They did lose a player to injury, which is a shame. And I hope she recovers quickly. Uh, She's a pretty important player. Um, but it was fun to see the the international games. I haven't watched as many of those that weren't specifically part of the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was fun to get to see, you know, the, the U.S. national team sort of working the kinks out, getting, you know, because, of course, it only it, they call up players from all the existing NWSL teams and then. You know, so you're playing with people you normally play against and maybe you're playing like a slightly different position or like maybe you usually start and now you're coming off the bench. So there's a lot to sort of sort out. Right. Um, and I just find it interesting to see that happen and to see the adjustments get made and to see that go on. So. So that was fun. Uh, come July, there will be a whole lot of that. I'm sure you will hear me talking about it then. But yeah. Sounds good. So. One of the things that's coming up in baseball, uh, in addition to becoming international, is that there are some new rules, which you teased last time. uh, And also we got a listener question
0: (laughs) that we need to address. Um, Okay, well, I'll start with the new rules. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, baseball, Major League Baseball, has rolled out some pretty big changes this year. These rules were previewed in the minor leagues last year, and I'm, I'm sure we've talked about some, but neither of us can remember how much detail <laughs> we've talked about. But uh. so, three, three pa- pretty big rule changes. One that I, I'm pretty sure we talked about was the bases are uh, larger in size. Uh, the actual physical bases are mm-hmm. 18 by 18 instead of 15 yeah, by 15, which is wild.
1: But yes. yes.
0: Uh, Not as I haven't well, I haven't watched a ton of uh, pro baseball yet. This for reasons which I will discuss later if we have to. Um, But uh, oh gosh, train of thought just went totally (laughs) off the rails. Okay, so the combination of the the larger bases and another rule, which is uh, the pitch clock, and also tighter rules around what pitchers can do in terms of throwing to picking runners off from the base. So mm-hmm. if you've got a base runner, especially on first base, but also second base as well, uh, well, the pitcher won't throw to second unless something's gone really wrong. Um, but you'll notice if you watch a pro game, if the pitcher throws to first, sometimes just once, but often more than once, the uh, the crowd will start booing <laughs> uh, because <laughs> it, it drags the game out longer and uh-huh. they rarely catch them, but it's a, you know, I'm, I've i got my eye on you, don't try to steal kind of a thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, they have limited it now to, I believe, two throws, and at the third one, if you don't pick them off, it's uh, uh the runner gets to advance a base. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you don't in my experience, at least you don't see a whole lot going to like three or four, but it's, it's kind of like the mound visit thing, where it mm-hmm. just makes you putting a limit on it at all makes you seriously think about
1: Mm-hmm. Whether you're going to do it or yes. not, yeah, yeah,
0: sure. Be a little more critical about whether you're going to choose to throw. Mm-hmm. Um, so those two, and plus the larger bases, that is supposed to uh, increase base stealing because base stealing has gone uh, way down in mm-hmm. the past few years. Um, as especially as uh, we've talked about this a little bit, but the emphasis has been on home runs and power hitting, and of course, home runs. It doesn't matter what base you're on when the home run right. is hit. You yeah. Know? But if you're relying on, you know, smaller hits, uh, bunting, just, you know, good heads up base running mm-hmm. um, to get runs, so they call small ball, Um, it does matter, it matters a great deal whether mm-hmm. you are on first or second when the ball is hit, because mm-hmm. second is considered a scoring position, because if the ball gets out of the infield, you're probably going to be able to score. Right. Um, so stole and stolen bases have indeed been up. So the regular season's only been going for about two weeks. So there's not a ton of hard data mm-hmm. yet, but I did find an article that said, uh, 2012 was kind of the last big year for stolen bases. So mm-hmm. a little bit of over 4,300 for the whole year, mm-hmm. everybody, every team, the whole year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then, uh, t- the average fell to, 3100 stolen bases between 2019 and 2022 excluding the the mm-hmm. pandemic right year so way way down 1500 less almost yeah. um all right so uh as of Wednesday there have been 314 attempts to steal this season or 0.85 per team per game so you're still not seeing an average of a full base stolen or even an attempt mm-hmm. to steal per, per game. game. Yeah, and it's it's not even on every team. Some teams emphasize speed more mm-hmm. than others, especially depending on the players you have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but at a similar time last season, uh, there was just 0. 0.47 stolen bases per game. So almost we're at almost double mm-hmm. here. Um, success rate is better than 81% Wow, of stolen bases. Yeah, which in general, the success rate for stolen bases is pretty good mm-hmm. because... Uh, the logic has been, don't even try it. Right, you don't You're think only you can... going to do it if you're going to be able to. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise
1: it's too risky. That makes sense. Sure.
0: Yeah. And you know, that's supposed to make for a little more exciting game, which I say, it, you know, I'll say it does. Stolen mm-hmm. bases are exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are two of the rule changes. Um, I kind of lumped the two things for pitchers together, which is the no stepping, you know, stepping off to throw to first mm-hmm. is limited, but also a big deal has been the pitch clock. So, essentially, pitchers have, uh, I hope I'm getting this right, uh, 20 seconds between pitches. Uh, okay. If there's nobody on first base, if there is somebody on first base, or maybe any base, 25 seconds. Um. So, which means no stepping off the mound and taking mm. a walk. Um, no <laughs> no going for yourself. coffee. Yeah, <laughs> 15 to 20 seconds, reading the newspaper. Uh, yeah.
1: Playing a little pseudo so,
0: yeah. So, it, it what it does um, is increase the pace of the game.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. And
0: I, I think that's the problem a lot of people have with baseball. Like, yes. we complain about the games are long, but it's not that the games are long, it's that the pace is it's so that friggin' interminable. slow. It's yes. Yeah. And some pitchers, <laughs> especially. Uh and then batters do it too yeah i you know i love mark canna but he was real bad about this adjusting his batting gloves between every pitch (laughs) you don't do that so it kind of became an arms race of like pitchers and batters trying to psych each other out with how long can we take between pitches (laughs) so finally they have limited that um so 20 seconds for pitchers but Mm -hmm. batters have to be in the box ready to go with eight seconds left on the clock nice and actually um from what i've heard there have been more batter violations
1: than pitcher, than violations? pitcher violations. That's yeah, hilarious.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. So, uh, and I think uh, Seth Brown, who used to play for the, the, the catcher with the fabulous ass, I mm, forget who he's with I now, but I think him. he was, I think he was the first person actually called out for that because it's a strike for the batter. Oh, so if they violate okay. the pitch, if the batter violates it, it's an automatic strike. If the pitcher violates, it's an automatic ball. Um, and Seth Brown was the first to get the third strike because of that oh, okay. has the yeah indignity of, of setting that uh somebody had, yes. somebody had to do it yes and this has been wildly successful uh, i think the the uh average for the opening night game was 26 minutes shorter mm-hmm. than it was opening game last year nice. which is just yeah uh and there was one game it was it was the marlins and somebody i forget who it was less than 2 hours a full That's 9 insane. inning game amazing. was less than 2 hours which probably hasn't happened since the 70s or 80s yeah so this is great so i was um, talking to Kyle about
1: this actually because mm-hmm. he was reading me some some blurb uh, i think we get the week which is like a a news magazine thing and i think there was a, i think it was from that that he was reading me a blurb somebody talking about this and saying like you know this is misguided this is not gonna you know if either you're interested in baseball you're not interested in baseball 20 minutes less baseball is not gonna like get people to watch this and the thing that we were saying is that like yeah okay maybe that's you know like if you already don't find the game compelling 20 minutes less of the game is not gonna you know get you to to tune in but the big difference at least for me is like as somebody who's like casually interested I'm way more likely to go to a game if it's not going to take five hours off my life, you know? Yeah. Like, if I'm trying to go to watch the A's and the game starts at seven and it's not going to be over till fucking 11.30 and then I have to take Bart home, like, that's terrible. <laughs> I'm not going. Yep. But, like, if I go and it starts at seven and it's going to be over by 9.30, like, great, let's do it. That sounds fun. So yep. I would be really interested to see if... This ends up affecting in person attendance in addition to or it's separate that's a good point from t v yeah.
0: viewership, maybe especially for like weekday games, yeah, or something. I don't definitely, know. and like people yeah. like,
1: people with kids like if I had kids and I want to take my like four year old to the game like two hours with a four year old at a game sounds like a much better <laughs> deal than like four hours at with a yeah. four year old you know like so.
0: And also, you got to remember, you know, you're not chopping. It's not that you're chopping off two innings at the end that could potentially mm-hmm. be exciting. That 26 minute no, you're cutting just out is all bullshit. Time. 100% exactly. bullshit. Gone. Standing so it scratching our balls. Like, no. Yes. <laughs> I think it's a big success. It is apparently selling a lot more beer at the games now. Um, because That's hilarious there's no rule about it, but they like informally have, have stopped selling beer in the eighth and ninth innings. Right. But I think they're pushing it later now. Yeah. So, you know, concessions are up. I did uh, hear a mention of
1: that though, in terms of safety, because then like, yeah, then your people are driving. That's true. Which, Um, so
0: yeah, we're still, I I mean, you know, it's only been two weeks in the new season, so we're still seeing how this rolls out. And of course I am not totally in favor of anything that, uh, increases drunk driving no but, of course you know when when stadiums are making more money it's good for the game of baseball that right. was you yeah. know a hundred percent my point yeah. in that yeah 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 um yeah so okay what was the third oh the third change is the shift they've limited mm-hmm. the shift mm-hmm. which is uh the defensive uh strategy right. wherein if a, a batter hits all the balls to one side of the field right you'd crowd all your players right. over on that side of the field and um I didn't have as much a problem with this because it's just well, it's just kind of an extreme form me. of decency. Yeah, yeah, and it's one of those things where if you, you know, if you're a good batter, you can learn to hit toward the other side of right. the field. Totally. And it's like instant karma. You know, you, your your team is taking a risk by putting all your infields on one side of the field, the, mm-hmm. you know, and if it doesn't pay right. off, instant karma, boom, right. somebody gets a base hit. Yes. Um, this is, for the record, how I got my nose broken playing softball was oh, the no. shift. Yeah, the shift. I didn't I don't think I realized that. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Um and you know the the thought was that it would increase like bunting and stuff which mm. it, it really didn't. Mm. Um but anyway, so they have limited it now such that you you have to have two infielders on either side of second base. Mm, okay should be the third baseman and uh, shortstop on, one, on the left mm-hmm. side of the field and mm-hmm. second baseman and first baseman. But they didn't phrase it like that. They phrased it to infielders <laughs> on the other side. Of it. So, like, maybe first and third swap places. Yeah, I mean, it like,
1: could be fun. A little musical yeah. chairs.
0: Yeah. Musical And basis. also, uh, infielders have to have both feet on the dirt when the ball is hit. So you can't have extra outfielders. Okay. Because that would be part of the shift, too. When right. Somebody yeah, from back, the infield could go with the outfield. Yes. Yeah outfielders I think can come in um like I I don't know how often does that
1: happen in pro baseball though like I feel like that's what they would do when I would hit but yeah
0: they'll play in (laughs) yeah because there's just so much of the outfield and it's it's not that balls don't get hit in that dead zone Mm because they do but it's there's so much outfield and it's so much easier to come in than go out Mm -hmm. um but because the the uh, emphasis has been on power you know you kind of there's more chance that your outfielder is going to catch something by the back wall mm-hmm. than by the the clay mm-hmm. um so i don't remember if there are um, uh, rules there's some for outfielders but it's just escaping my mind at the moment but so i have not seen so far what the results have been of that if there's been anything immediate a lot of these things you know the the thought of limiting the defensive shift is so that more balls will be playable. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll have more base hits. Um, and eventually I think they're looking for a slight shift in strategy where you prioritize these players that can regularly get base hits over somebody who's going to get a, right. a sure. home run one time at one up at bat out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of uh, mix things up a little bit more. So you don't have the, mm-hmm. you know, it's either a strikeout a home run or a walk, you mm-hmm. know, you mm-hmm. know, which, interestingly, the uh, A's are kind of, uh, in part, responsible for that oh, really? uh, shift in baseball. Yeah, there's <laughs> the whole, I haven't gotten into that whole Moneyball thing yet, but that mm-hmm. was about the A's, about a manager. Right, uh, I remember uh, that. I don't, yeah, Billy Bean. I forget what his actual title, he wasn't the, the manager of the team or the GM, but um, yeah, an emphasis on statistics other than the traditional ones. Mm. Which is not bad, but mm-hmm. it it starts to make baseball boring. Which is yeah, which is always <laughs> a game of numbers, but it also yeah, yeah, that kind of win by playing the most boring game possible, right? Yeah. Thing playing you know, the numbers
1: rather than the game. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, well, it remains to be seen the long term effects of these changes, but some of them are already having substantial. Uh, effects and as far as i know most fans seem to like it that's I mean, awesome he's like give me back those 26 minutes of players <laughs> scratching <around>. their balls <laughs> yeah exactly i demand to see the pitcher
1: wandering around behind the mound more oh,
0: there was that uh, so so there was a video going around that supposedly actually because it got so popular like mm. MLB people were having to talk about it. The how many home inside the park home runs can Jose Altuve hit while this one pitcher? dicks around between pitches. It was some infamous, you know, it doesn't usually take that long, but some infamous thing from a, I think a Cubs world series game in like 2016, (laughs) where it took like (laughs) 35 or, you know, 40, no, maybe more like a minute for Uh the guy to throw a pitch. And so they had a little inset with Jose Altuve hitting inside the park home runs, which by their nature, you have to be fast because you gotta run around the base. Yeah. Uh So it was like five or six. Oh my god. It was something obscene. That's
1: hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm into it. So b-
0: baseball, more exciting. Yay. 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 All right. So uh, the WNBA season, that's soon starting? No, not yeah. quite yet. It doesn't start till
1: May. Um, oh, okay. But it's coming up. Uh, they, they're they doing the draft. They probably did the draft. I i don't pay attention to the draft because I don't pay attention to women's college basketball. I don't pay mm-hmm. attention to college basketball, period. It's not just the women's. Um, so I, I never know who any of these it's people are. It's a shame are.
0: because it was exciting, uh, exciting uh, uh, NCAA tournament recently. But I, I know. all of us are I kind just... of like, that's interesting yep. for somebody else.
1: Yep. <laughs> it's just, it's not, not what I've ever, I mean, you know, maybe someday I will, but. Yeah, not none of there. us are March Madness people. No, I know. It's really a lack, but but here we are. Uh, but the WNBA is starting soon. I am sad that the chicago sky have kind of moved on from some of their players candace parker went to the las vegas aces which makes me sad because (laughs) we don't like we don't like las vegas i mean the aces are fine they've got some good players but they have got kelsey plum and now they've got candace parker damn it um so i gotta figure out i mean i'm always for the seattle storm but also sue bird retired so like I don't know. I gotta. I gotta watch some assorted WNBA games this year. I think and like see if there's anybody that really moves me or not. If I need to like switch things up, uh, but it starts May 19th. Um, but there were a couple things of note re- in relation to the WNBA, and one of them is we had talked about. I think two years ago, might have been last year. I think it was two years ago. How during the WNBA playoffs. Uh, the, WB- the WNBA players fly coach. They fly yes, commercial, just like every other schmo among us. And how bad that was for the playoffs, because especially if you have you know a game in Connecticut on Friday and then a game in Phoenix on Saturday. And you're flying commercial and you're trying to, like, you have to take three different flights and you get there, like, just in time for warm-ups and you can't sleep. And you're, like, 6'9", trying to squeeze yourself into a <laughs> fucking commercial plane
0: seat. Like, it's not a good time, right? Yeah, and all the BS that goes Oof. around with flying, Oof. you know, it really oh wears you out. Oh, man, it's you know, exhausting. It wears it's... me out, and I'm not a professional athlete, as you I... may or may not have noticed.
1: Well, and like, I hate flying, period, but, like... I can't imagine being, like, a pro athlete, especially a pro athlete who is tall. Yeah. Like, I'm 5'10", and I already can barely fit myself in those seats. Like, my knees are against the seat back in front of me the entire flight. I cannot imagine how they put Brittany Griner in one of these. Like, Liz Cambage, where do you st- – do you just have her <laughs> stand the entire – does she lie down in the aisle? Like, what are we, what are we doing? So – that got some some attention a couple of years ago, and and people were getting grumpy about it. And so last year they uh, they I believe it was last year. I'm so bad with dates. I feel like such a schmuck every time I say this. But years don't make impressions. No, on especially my brain. since
0: the pandemic, oh it's gosh. all collapsed it's into
1: one all just a pile big, of sludge. giant mush. I think it was last year that they did finally charter all of the playoff games. Uh, Which was great. And they've announced they're going to do it again this year. They're expanding the charter flights program for players this season. Flights for all postseason games, beginning with the start of the 2023 playoffs, through the finals, will be chartered. Also, the WNBA Commissioners Cup championship game and some select regular season games, such as when teams play back-to-backs, those are also going to be chartered. So that's great. Um, Yeah, it was most recently expanded in 2022 to include the Commissioner's Cup title game and all WNBA finals. So that's really good. Um, They did hedge the bet a little bit by saying... um, So part of the problem here has been that a couple teams have had owners or other supporters who have offered to charter flights for for those teams for the whole entire season... And the WNBA has a policy against that because it provides an unfair Unfair advantage. advantage, Um, So players have been pushing the league to change that, um, which they haven't yet, but they are doing this sort of expansion where they can do it for all the teams, which is a good step. Um, But next year, apparently, uh, Kathy Engelbert, who is the, the commissioner, said next year they can't do all of them because there are, I think, more flights on consecutive nights and that will be more challenging. So I think, I suspect, and this is just me talking out of my ass here, but I suspect what they are probably trying to do behind the scenes is to get more teams to have people step up and say, we will just take care of this for the entire season for this team. Because if they could get to that Point where all of the teams have the ability to have their flights paid for for the whole season, then they can just drop that policy, right? Yeah. But they're not there yet. So, so I kind of think it may weirdly be helpful to the WNBA to have this moment where they're like, okay, this year we can do it for all of the playoffs, we can do it for all of the back-to-backs, and we can do it for the Commissioner's Cup, but next year it's going to backslide again so that people can get angry and keep putting pressure on the assorted rich people to just provide this for the teams. Gotcha. This is my, this is me reading way too much into whatever's going on. But that's <laughs> my theory. Um, so that's, that's one thing about the WNBA. The other thing about the WNBA is uh, that Brittany Griner is writing a memoir about her detention in Russian captivity, which should be fascinating. And probably is also... Is she
0: playing this coming season? Yep. She sure wow. is.
1: Yep, she's back. She will be playing, uh, which I think is amazing. Uh, I don't know when this book is expected to come out, uh, but she probably not for a while. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't think so, but uh, she's apparently calling it uh, saying she is ready to share the quote unfathomable experience, which, yeah, I'm sure it is. I cannot even imagine. I will be fascinated to read it when it comes out. So. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, And then the last thing I have is just because uh, the last two things are local. They're not even minor league. I don't know what they are. Uh, Local baseball team, the Vallejo Seaweed, uh, (laughs) kick off their season in the end of May. First home game is May 30th against the San Rafael Pacifics, which at least seaweed is a thing. What's the hell? What the hell is a Pacific? Um, so it's an adjective, exactly like ocean. <laughs> yeah., uh, maybe they're maybe they meant pacifists, I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, and then they then then they're gonna be playing through May, June, and July. so we'll have to go see some uh, seaweed games. But my last last thing is because Rebecca is not here. I wanted to talk about the NHL for like two seconds. Oh, fine uh, the Avs who are my backup team are at the top of the central division. They were the champs last year. They're gonna go into the playoffs. The sharks, surprising absolutely nobody, are not dead last in their division. They're only second from last in their division. Yay! Uh and uh only because they won. Uh no, they lost a couple fewer games than, than the ducks. Uh in the Eastern Conference, I believe the Capitals are out of it. Yep, the Capitals did not make the playoffs this year. Uh, and we're not talking about the Flyers anymore. How's Dallas? Oh, Stars are right below Avalanche. Okay, so Rebecca will, will have the Stars on the Avalanche to follow uh, in the playoffs. So that should be a good time.
0: Nice. In, when do those start? You may
1: have already said that, and I just blanked on it. Uh, soon, if they haven't already. They're usually like very much the same as the NBA playoffs. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, because I think there was one point when... An, when the Sharks were in it and the Warriors were in it, where I was literally watching a sports game a day for like six weeks, which was, <laughs> intense. I don't know how Rebecca does it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's all the news that's fit to print from me. Well,
0: I guess I, since the baseball season has started, <laughs>
1: tell us about the A's.
0: <sighs> that means the A's have been playing. Uh-huh. Um, it's bad, Nancy. It's real bad. Um, I'm so I watched I'm sorry, I watched Rachel. opening night. Uh-huh. Uh and they won. I remember you I texted me about it. Yeah, it was a, a pleasant surprise.
1: And I did not um, say at the time, oh, does this
0: doom their entire season? And then <laughs> like middle of last week, or uh-huh. maybe before that, I don't know. Time means nothing. True. Uh, I watched another game. Mm-hmm. Uh it against? I forget who it was against And they won. Wow. Yeah. Uh despite some. <sighs> real embarrassing mistakes. Um, we had two collisions, two separate collisions of fielders running You're into each other. Not supposed to one do that. Was, no, like one <laughs> happens every now and again, <laughs> right? But two from one team in the, in the same, same game. Games, means they're not communicating. Yeah, which is no, clearly bad. Yeah. Um, and one of them could have been real bad. It wasn't, but it, it was close. Yes. Um, but they did win that game. Uh, but they've also played like 14 other games that they haven't won. Um, I think they did finally win their third game like Mm -hmm. last night or the night before, Mm -hmm. but they are, I think, dead last, uh, definitely in the West, if not, Mm -hmm. or definitely in the American league, if not also in the national league. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there haven't been that many games, but uh, I mean, I mean, the advantage of baseball is you play a lot of games. Yes. So So you can't really tell anything right now. So when I say that like Houston got off to a slow start and I was really excited, it doesn't actually mean anything because Mm -hmm. they'll win the division again because they always do. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so A's baseball and like even sadder than losing games is that there was a night uh, Last week, I think, mm. where they only had like 3,000 people in the stadium and either 10 or 11 minor league games on that same night had more attendance than <sighs> the A's major league game.
1: <sighs> That's unfortunate.
0: Which is real bad. Um, And, you know, articles have started to acknowledge what people have been saying for the past few years that, you know, they're trying to take the team. Yeah, I mean, a bit yeah, because... they've been doing it
1: for years. Like this is a known yeah. thing in the area. Yeah.
0: Which, you know, as you will notice is the plot of the movie major league. Uh, but I don't think the A's are going to rally in the end and, and win it. Um, so I don't know. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a, a path forward in Oakland. Like. There's yeah. Just I no haven't
1: agreement. heard anything about the the new stadium
0: in a while no um i i don't know what the latest is either because i Mm -hmm. you know there wasn't any movement in one direction or another it was just kind of this stalled out tug of war game going back and forth that Mm -hmm. same inch Mm -hmm. um but it it doesn't look like Mm -hmm. the a's are gonna stay here much longer uh, because they can't yeah if they can't agree on something on a new stadium they're Mm -hmm. they're gonna move it um, which will make, you know, when I moved here I know. to the Bay Area, there were three professional sports teams and they're about to be zero. Um, it's specifically in... in the East Bay, let's be clear. Yeah, in the East Bay. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. The The Warriors just moved across the Bay. But that's kind of a, a substantial move. No, it's true. It's true. Um. So, yeah. So, it's just like... And the management continues to make bad decisions. Yeah, that seems like to even be the real problem. It's like, if you were trying to tank the team, these are the decisions right. you would make. Right. So, right. It's just been horribly frustrating, no, and it's sorry. not made me want to watch the A's. And for a second there, I was considering committing some light heresy and watching the Giants because <laughs> the Giants have Sean Manaya and a couple oh, other do good they? players.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Aaron would welcome you with open arms into the fold of Giants fans.
0: Yeah, I uh, haven't done it. And they haven't been super great so far this season. But their division is really, really hard. Mm. Um, it's got the the Dodgers and the Padres. And even the, the Diamondbacks and the Rockies have been. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely the Diamondbacks have done better than expected. The mm-hmm. Rockies, mm-hmm. I think, maybe not. But yeah, so I, I just there was an article like a month before the season started that was like, you know, one thing to know about, they do this a lot, you know, one thing to know about every team for the upcoming season. Mm -hmm. And the A's was, you might as well look it up now, the the single season record for most losses in a season (laughs) for the A's is like 108, 110. I was like, oh, good. (laughs) That's, uh... So here's what I think you need
1: to do. I think you need to start watching Mariners games instead of A's games. And then, like, it'll be like how if you have something wrong with your computer and you tell somebody to come look at it, Then it fixes itself. Then it starts. (laughs) Yeah. So like if you tell, you know, like every time you like bring up a Mariners game, just say to your TV, like, I'm not watching the athletics because
0: they're tanking.
1: (laughs) I'm going to watch this Mariners game instead. And then like maybe the A's
0: will start to do a little better. Yeah. Well, what I have been doing instead is been watching a lot of college softball. Oh, that's good. Um, Yeah. My team is doing... Well, not great. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. were ranked like third in all of college softball mm-hmm. at the start of the season, based mm-hmm. on which we've not talked about college rankings. No. They're basically sorcery. Like they're not <laughs> based on they're not based on math. <laughs> they're based on they're like gas prices. <laughs> Nobody knows what they're based on. Um, uh uh-huh. So they were they started the season third. They were the favorite to win the SEC, which is mm-hmm. their division, which is a hard division. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was happy about that because. Next year, Oklahoma and Texas move into the SEC, mm. which means mm. Florida's not going to win. Yeah, nobody's going to win the division yeah. from Oklahoma. Yeah, at least not for the next 10 years or so. Yeah. So it was like, okay, maybe they can win the SEC this year. Right. Um, and they could still win the tournament. They're, I seriously doubt. I mean, they could go on a tear. There's still plenty of season left, but mm-hmm. um, it doesn't look like they're going to come out on top on the SEC. They haven't Mm -hmm. done very well in games against their, specifically Mm -hmm. their division Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. teams. Uh, Overall, they've done well though. Um, But that's been exciting to watch. Um, You know, a team that's doing reasonably well, even if they're frustrating sometimes. Mm -hmm. But... Mm -hmm. Yeah. So hopefully they, uh, they just, <laughs> I've had a game on this whole time um, <laughs> of course, on know. mute because it was exciting. They're playing Georgia, who's one of their big uh-huh. rivals, but they're like rivals with everybody. Yeah, so yeah, I'm not yeah. sure if it counts, but they're playing a, a three game series this weekend. And for the first time, the whole series has sold out wow. at the University of Florida well, stadium. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um. It seems viewership for softball is climbing, maybe slowly, Love but it. steadily climbing. That's yeah. That's awesome. So that's been great very cool and they, they just won this game it was very exciting there were Did a lot they? of lead changes Excellent. which hasn't necessarily because they've been this year they've been very up and down like mm. literally like a different team shows up mm-hmm. one day to the next mm. but this was a good exciting game terrific yeah. all right i love it sounds great well cool well i think that pretty much oh shoot we don't have that? rebecca to tell the people where to find us oh no because we're either Falpuck or Felpuk Felpuk Pod and all the things, but I never <laughs> remember which one is which. I think that the email, you can email us at Felpukpod at gmail.com. Is it Felpukpod sure. or is it Oh, shoot. Oh, we can't, don't even know that. We're useless Rebecca without you, Rebecca. All
1: right. So uh, Twitter is Pod. You can add okay. us on Twitter at Felpukpod. I think our email is Podcast at gmail.com.
0: I'm going to be is wrong
1: it? saying that. But,
0: but uh, Let me see if I can quickly... Yeah, get it to autofill in your email. Yeah, <laughs> Podcast. you were right. Bellpuckpodcast at gmail.com. Um, oh, shoot! We even had a listener question that we didn't get to. I should oh, do that real yeah. quick. You should do that real quick. Um, yes, so we did have a listener question about uh, robot umpires. Do you want me to read it? And I had yes, it please. Let me,
1: let me re-pull it up here. Um, but I did have it here. Um, so this question comes from my partner, actually, who you'd think he would get enough of us <laughs> talking about sports just in the house. But in fact, he came and asked me this and I said, well, I don't fucking know I, I don't watch baseball. Ask Rachel. <laughs> so he tweeted and said, how do you all or Rachel specifically feel about robo umpires? And here's what you said. I'm going to say what you said and then you can tell yes, me. Yes, I did reply. You did reply. Uh, you said... I think they're pretty much inevitable for behind-the-plate calls, given the limits of the human eye and the blessing/slash curse of instant replay. It's going to be a BFD when they actually start using them in the majors, though. It may change catchers' strategies. So, is there anything there you would like to refute or elaborate on? Or
0: uh, I, I do stand behind that. Okay, uh, I do think they're pretty much inevitable and not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, human umpires are always going to be necessary for the other. Uh, other type types of calls. Mm-hmm. But I do think we're starting to put too much pressure on umpires to, mm-hmm. uh, to be when we can all and they can... see it on screen. Yeah. And like, you know, we've talked about the limits of the human arm as far as how hard to throw a ball. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure we have reached the limit of the human eye in terms of like how reliable you can mm-hmm. be yeah. for strike and ball calls Seems because likely. umpires, as we learned, they don't get better over their career. They just kind of are. Yeah. Anyway, so I think that's good. Uh, the adjustment is going to be rough. Um, mm-hmm. uh, where the te- both where the technology's at now, and just, like, things we don't think about. Because I remember talking about this a little bit when we talked about some minor league games. Yeah. But a pitch can literally be a strike, mathematically be a strike, because it crosses the, the uh, plane of the plate right. in the strike zone, but then dips out of the strike zone. And, you know, so yep. it can look like the pitch hits the dirt right. and is a terrible pitch, right. But legally, technically, it's it a, is strike. a strike. Right. And you know that's something that they're going to find have to find a way to deal with, mm-hmm. uh, because you know if the fans at the game are seeing bitch- pitches in the dirt, and you know not not thinking the umpires, <laughs> like, I, don't, I mean obviously the robot umpire can't get beat up in the parking lot after the game. We <laughs> hope, but <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know. It's just going to cause a lot of strife. Mm-hmm. Uh, at its outset, so I don't. I'm not sure how they're going to deal with it. I think eventually right. they are going to find a way to deal with that, right? Or to to tweak it such that the entire plate is taken into account. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know where the ball is, but so there are going to be some adjustments, I think. But I I do think it's coming. Uh, do and the, you the... see any?
1: And this is I'm just wondering if there's any way for the, there to be a sort of hybrid solution that involves like more challenges or more reviews where like we still have the human calling it most of the time but like there's a greater facility for the coach thinks this was wrong or like somebody watching you
0: i mean as of right now balls and strikes are not challengeable and i Mm -hmm. don't think they should be because it would slow down the game boy that's the truth yeah that's fair okay all right and uh, you know one thing is you can't challenge the robot umpire which in one sense is is good you know right. you got a final authority yeah. there on the game mm-hmm. in theory people could not quibble about balls and strikes as much right because of that right in practice however technology's buggy yeah you know yeah it is. and sometimes shit happens and you know you can't say well you know that's only human <laughs> mm-hmm. if it's a computer Mm-mm. so you know there's going to be some some growing pains and figuring out how to and there will still need to be an ump behind the plate mm-hmm. for other reasons right um, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I do think it's going to happen. I don't know exactly how or when it's going to happen. Okay. All right. But it, yeah.
1: Well, thank you for that listener question, Kyle. And if anybody else has any with listener questions, you can email them to us at foulpuckpodcast at gmail.com or tweet them at us at foulpuckpod
0: on Twitter. <laughs> yes, please do. Thank you, Rebecca. And I would like to thank Joe for doing our editing and, uh, uh, Oh, man, I have one job. I have one job. (laughs) Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for our music.
1: (laughs) And I would like to encourage everybody to like and review us uh, on iTunes or on the podcast listening uh, app of your choice. Tell your friends. We're going to be talking a lot more. I think once we we had uh, Rachel moved, Rebecca is moving. I am not. I moved upstairs. Moving. She moved across the country. So <laughs> it's still a pain in the ass, though, man. Like, yes, yeah, it was it's still a pain in the ass. It still takes your time and your energy. Um, so once we are all resettled again, and I am, I'm, I'm not going anywhere, knocking all the wood, <laughs> uh, then I think we will be doing significantly more podcasts, especially as we go through the NBA and NHL playoffs, and then get stuck into summer seasons of sports. So stick mm-hmm. around. Uh, keep listening. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Uh, you know, we're into Skyrider if you feel so moved. Uh,
0: yeah. Foul and pop. when Rebecca's back, we'll have 33% more brain power. That can't hurt.
1: <laughs> 33% of 1% is how much?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not much. Uh huh. Okay. All right. all right. Thank you all for listening. And uh, what? What? A- I can't even remember the fake catchphrase that I used when we couldn't remember the real <laughs> catchphrase. Go grab your <laughs> balls.
1: <laughs> Definitely it. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Go, go, go grab your balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bless.